It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Welcome to the Child Care Buyer Girl Podcast. Jeff and Johnson with you live from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico. With me from the wilds of Pennsylvania, Kara Cole, Kara, Kara, Carol Cole. How you doing, Kara? I just Carol. learned that Kara is face in Spanish. Oh, how Something you doing? Like that, but... face. Um, yeah, we learned so, how to say, I want to punch you in the face in Spanish. Oh, that was one I want to punch you in the cara. <laughs> um, so listeners, uh, top of the show here, I got some, some bad news. Uh, Jeff's eye patch, wooden leg and hook emporium has, uh, has gone out of business. Um, I I'm going to be, the monkey was going to save it. Yeah. Yeah. The monkey and the, uh, dirigible and the, the Super Bowl ad with Johnny Depp, none of those, None of those resulted in, in a single sale of an eye patch uh, hook or peg leg, um, and now I've got to I've got to finish paying off that Super Bowl ad, which was very expensive. Um, Johnny Johnny was expensive. The dirigible was expensive. Um, renting a monkey, renting a helper monkey, is also very expensive. Um, I, Very high maintenance. so I, I don't know what I'm going to do to get this all paid off. Um, uh, next month, Jeff Johnson might not be on the podcast, uh, anymore. It might be Jeff Johnson as I, as I, <laughs> as I go on the lamb. Um, I don't know, but, um, so if you were planning on pace, placing a eye patch, wooden leg or hook, uh, order at my uh, beach kiosk, um, forget about it. Cause it just can't it happen. So, um, kind of saddened about that but i'm ready to move it's on to uh we got a we got another this is this is a policy procedure related episode but it kind of relates to other things as well i wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about uh chesterton spence this is an idea from uh from a dude dude uh writer kind of uh gk uh chesterton and he he wrote this is from the ideas from a book uh, back in way back in 1929 called The Thing, wow. and uh, and so, but I'm I'm gonna we'll get to his version of it in a, a minute. But I wanted to you know just give you give you a kind of the, the general idea with a with with my own version of it. So um, the thing is when you when you go about making when you think about making changes 
sometimes people they get the change bug and they just start changing things for, I mean, this is this way and I want it to be this other way. And we don't really put a lot of thought into what we're changing or why things are the way they are. And we just start making changes, right? So mm-hmm. um, imagine you're you're like working in a preschool program and you've just been made the uh, lead teacher of the toddler room and and uh, you've got a, a decent classroom and you've got a, a nice, well-equipped, but but very small outdoor play area. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and there's, there's a wooden fence. And on the other side of that fence, there's a, there's kind of a meadowy area, a couple, you know, a couple big shade trees and, and some wildflowers. And, and you know that that lot is owned by, by the owner of the, the childcare center. And, and if you, if you took down that fence, it would quadruple the size of your, of your toddler playground. And, uh, and you, you, you kind of, kind of look at that. And then one morning you, you wake up and you, you, you grab a hammer and a crowbar and you get to work early and you pull down that fence and you're, you're all overjoyed. Your, your coworker sees you coming in um, to, to, to early with the, with the tools and is like, uh, what's up? And you're like that, that fence, it's, it's, it's gotta go. I need that space for the kids. And you, you pull it down. And, and by the time the kids are there, you're, you're, you're sweating a little bit, but you got the fence down and you've got things cleared away. And, and uh, you take the kids out there, and you're you're just you're just shivering with anticipation about how they're going to run into that meadow and frolic and roll and and sniff wildflowers and and try to climb the tree and and have all of this great big body experience and and you take them outside and you 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 sh- you send them off to play and uh, then they're all attacked and devoured by a horde of zombies that leap out of the ground and suck their brains out. And then as the zombies, as the zombies come for you, your last thought is, I should have learned a little bit about more, more about why that fence was there. Oh, a lot of times we, we tear things down without knowing why they exist. And um, it's very unlikely that zombies are going to be the reason things exist. Um, but there, there are often consequences that we don't know about when we just go about changing things. Um, put simply, it's that its idea is is don't ever take a fence down until you know the reason it was put up. Yeah. Or don't destroy what you don't understand. Oh, that's a big one. Just talking to somebody about that the other day, it was like, well, if you don't understand it, like you think it's no good, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, yeah, and I think we we do this we do this all the time with all all kinds of things. Um, I, I, I think it happens in our policies and procedures. I think it happens in our general lives. I think it happens in the in the classrooms. Um, and and I know you know new staff will come in or a new director will come to a program and they start changing things just for the sake of changing them because they get they get bit by this change bug and um a lot of times that change for the sake of changing isn't really productive because it again it's unlikely zombies will eat your brain but there may be other repercussions for making those changes you know, the odds are never zero, though. I mean, there, there <laughs> could always be zombies. Never zero. 
Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of that is like people want to like, you know, make their mark kind of deal. Yeah. It's like, but you don't have to necessarily do that by tearing everything down. Like, I guess this is like a kind of like a don't throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of issue. Yeah. Don't throw, don't throw the baby out with the fence. Uh, yeah. Fence? Yeah. Well, just, I would just wouldn't throw babies out. It's really kind of, you, you probably shouldn't throw babies at all. Yeah. Especially if you're working in like a child care center. Yeah. That Don't doesn't look good on the Yelp reviews. Yeah. Like, I yeah. left my baby there. They threw her out. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, yeah. let's not. <laughs> just, just, just randomly throwing babies on the place. <laughs> just throwing babies yeah, out. That's, yeah. Um, so have you tore down any fences when you should have maybe left them standing? Oh, I'm sure. I'm trying to think of this an example. <laughs> Ooh, there is nary a mistake to be made that I have not made. So I just have to think of <laughs> of an example um i don't know i can't think of one off the top of my head well i am kind of putting you on the spot so that's understandable um so i you know with policies and procedures this this happens um maybe there's a if you if you for example you don't have a policy on on rough and tumble play and you decide you need one um that's pretty straightforward policy doesn't exist we need a policy for this because we want to we we want to support this kind of play in our program and 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 so we need to create this policy and so that's pretty straightforward you don't have this thing and and maybe we need to create something to to fill that void on on the other hand when you're going through a policy manual that that was probably written years ago by someone who may not even work in the program anymore and it might have even been cut and pasted from from another program um when you when you go about changing those things just to change them um, you can cause a lot of chaos because the 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 people are people are used to that that policy. They're used to it being the way it is, and and it it might it although imperfect, it might be working at some level that your new version or just deleting it may not may not be as effective. And I think this kind of goes into like don't you don't have to reinvent the wheel kind of deal. Like sure. if we just scrap everything and start from scratch, I mean, this goes back to like your focus and your energy. You only have so much energy. What does it take more of taking the time to figure out why that was put into place in the first place or just starting from scratch and having to think of everything on your own? Like it's more times than not, it's going to take less energy just to say like, okay, well, why is this here? Like what happened yeah. that this got put here? And then to start all over again. And I think when you start doing that, you're just going to get burned out writing your version and you're going to be putting up your own fences that maybe don't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You're tired. You're fatigued. I mean, it, it would have, it would have taken, taken 20 minutes to go to, uh, to, um, to, to um, Christy in the toddler, the infant room, who's been there for 25 years and, and said, hey, that, that lot on the other side of the toddler playground fence, I, I, know, I know the center owns that. Uh, why, why aren't we using that? And then Christy would have been, oh, well, that's the zombie graveyard and it's, it's accursed and, uh, and, and the, it's a magical fence that keep the, to keep the zombies at bay. Um, Oh, problem solved. Don't take down the fence. Um, and so doing doing that little bit of research, um, collecting, collecting information and and knowledge 
doesn't have to be really time consuming. It 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 it's an extra step, but it doesn't have to suck a whole lot of um forward motion out of your efforts to to make change. And then you then you're then you're equipped moving forward with that that bit of knowledge. Yeah, because I mean nothing nothing sucks worse than tearing down a fence only to find out you have to rebuild it. You have to rebuild the fence. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, oh, like that's that's the like and I think it's some people get I would assume like when you when you're going over policies and procedures it's like we'll just throw it all out just get rid of it you know like because yeah. it seems easier in that moment but yeah it, it's yeah it's to, to not just... really like we'll just and... start from scratch I'm guilty of that one a lot I'm like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna figure it out on my own because then it'll be mine then I'll understand all of it you know not under and I don't generally learn but like not understanding that like wait like you don't you don't have to do it that way and you're going to get frustrated and there are things that you don't think of like an extra perspective is always worth it that doesn't mean you have to take that perspective you might still decide that the fence should come down yeah yeah absolutely um but you're you're armed with information and you're making a you're you're making a more more thoughtful um decision because absolutely that fence might need to come down um and after doing that that research after finding out after figuring out the why um you're you're better armed to to do it yeah and i feel like i feel like this is a big thing in marriage like we be taking down each other's fences all the time like just ask me why i do it that way like why do we have to you know like for the love just ask me like why do i put it there because if you put it over there it falls out that's why now we know and now it's broken and we don't have it like Oh no, what, what, what broke? Uh, recently <laughs> I broke, um, it's this mug we found at a thrift store. Uh, we oh. named him socially awkward Scott. And yeah, I put him where he didn't belong. And it's a guy skiing. It's like handmade. The person should be very proud, but we were just very amused. And yeah, he broke. I so. do. Do I need to name my mugs? I didn't know that was a um oh he thing. was just for decoration you couldn't oh he wasn't that wasn't yeah. that drinking mug um no. i've real i've I've recently as uh as a listeners who uh who listened to episodes in order um no i recently talked to, to sam about this i've recently started putting googly eyes on on things around the snuggery and i thought about adding googly eyes to my to my tea mug but i didn't think about naming him um my kids wanted to do that to everything in the fridge until they realized that they would have to ask me where the googly eyes were and thus ruining mm -hmm. the prank. <laughs> I put googly eyes, I put like three or four inch googly eyes on the fridge. And uh, he, when you look at him from a certain angle, he looks, he looks worried. He looks pensive. He looks uh, ill at ease. It's uh, it's very disconcerting. Oh, it's the illuminating um, refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. He's not nearly as happy as, uh, as Reggie, the, uh, the the anthropomorphic trash can um do you live in peewee's playhouse now is that what it feels no, like oh it's kind of it's kind of got a the snuggery's kind of got a peewee's playhouse feel about it sure is there like a neighbor that stops by every day like gives you like the word of the day delivers uh, it no no there's that just that neighbor that doesn't pick up their dog poop um so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw chesterton's words at you um, Chesterton might Chesterton might ch explain Chesterton's fence better than better than Jeff does. Um, so, um, and this is this is I guess from from his book. Uh, in the matter of reforming things, 
as a distinct as as distinct from deforming them there is one plain and simple principle a principle which will probably be called a paradox there exists in such a case a certain institution or law let us say for the sake of simplicity a fence or gate erected across a road the more modern type of reformer goes gaily up to it and says, I don't see the use for this. Let's clear it away. To which the more intelligent type of reformer will do well to answer, if you don't see the use for it, I certainly wouldn't let you clear it away. Go away and think. Then when you can come back and tell me what, uh, tell me that you do see the use of it, I may allow you to destroy it. That's Chesterton. Wow. Is no, this like a reformer versus a revolutionary kind of thing? Um, no, no zombies at all no, in uh, in Chesterton's version, but they're they're totally they're totally could have been they're, zombies on the other side of his fence. Again, I think the odds are never zero. I think the zombies are implied. There was a heavy implance of zombies then. <laughs> what year was this? Why do I 19... picture them wearing like Civil War like uniforms? <laughs> like... Because it was nineteen twenty nine, and he was kind of a cowboy looking guy too um so oh, you have yeah. to be with words yeah. like that if you're not a cowboy yeah. who's listening so um i don't know if that was an episode but hey people don't go <laughs> ripping down those fences unless you know why they're there um and 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 look when ah when you're in a classroom and you're you're working with uh some version of lisa murphy's laminating lady who has everything uh laminated and everything is order and everything is to uh is is scheduled to her routine um even then you shouldn't go around changing things until you completely understand why they're being done the way they're done um it doesn't mean don't change it means ask questions about, hey, why are we, why are, why are things done this way here? And evaluate that. Um, because actually, when you understand why, why things are the way they are, you can come up with better arguments for change when you realize that change actually does need to, to be made. Um, otherwise, it's often just any, an emotional or a, a off the, off the, off the cuff uh, reaction to the way things are. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna burn bridges while you're uh, tearing down your fence if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you you might end up doing that after you understand why the fence is there. But um, they might help you take the fence as, down at that point as well. But yeah, when you understand why it's there, you you also that arms you with an understanding of the other person's position. And you can use that understanding to maybe disarm them with your your own position and and then maybe they grab their hammer and help take down the fence. Or maybe they'll go build their own fence somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um you think programs when it comes to policy procedures, what do you think about zombie apocalypse policies? Does that come I, I guess that would come under under emergency evacuation or disaster preparedness stuff. It doesn't have to be specific to zombies. Yeah, I guess it would be under that heading. And I think that um, if dads were privy to that was in the policies and procedures, then you are the school for them. Maybe, maybe <laughs> listeners, if your program has a zombie apocalypse uh, preparedness policy, uh, please send it to me. You can you can send it an attachment to a text to 
0.37. Um, so before we wrap up, I was wondering, we haven't talked about this in a while. What's What's been going on with your uh, your drop-in Carol's Playhouse um, Adventure Time? Oh, it's a good time. It's kind of evolving because now there's like older siblings. Oh. Um, you know, there's there, we have more older siblings now. So there's kind of like offshoots and mixed age groups are, it's a beautiful thing. It's not how it started out, but you know, I have the one, my one little friend who hasn't really hit it off with any of the other kids, but I have um one of the older siblings now is homeschooled. So she joins us and it's been fun. Like, like that is her person now, like they have clicked and like now she's kind of coming out of her shell a little bit more. So that's been super fun to watch. What what's the what's the ages? Uh, my little friend, she is she just turned four not too uh-huh. long ago, and the the older sibling is eight. No, sorry, seven. Somebody else's older sibling. Yes, one of my one of my little my little littles my little two year olds. His I, older I think that's that's us. that's good for both of them. I love that mixed age stuff. Oh, it's like so much fun. And I I only set it up as a pre-K thing for Uh one person in particular who ended up, you know, not joining us anymore because they got in where they were waiting. But it's like, all right, this is fun. Now I just need a bigger house. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, and they all do the same stuff. You know, the same things are out for everybody. I mean, everybody's doing their own different ways, but Uh it's, it's, it really is like fun to watch like the quote unquote babies bossing around the older kids and then sure and the older kids letting them oh yeah or not yeah well i have one that's like not too much older and he he's so funny he's like that baby is being mean <laughs> and it's like you know walking through but i know i can't just go over and punch that baby <laughs> yeah i can't because if it was his sister he'd whale her you know probably mm-hmm, sure. but you can't you can't punch the baby but so so how how did the evolution to letting the older kids in the door happen? Did somebody just show up with one and and well originally there was one and I said, you know, well, that's fine. They can play upstairs or downstairs or whatever, like different parts, like with um because it's the best friend of my younger daughter. And I was like, Oh, that's okay. And then I didn't have like the stress of providing strictly like a pre-k program like the one mom needed and was looking for so that my i got to loosen my roles a little bit and then the the next one they decided they they pulled their daughter their older daughter from school to homeschool so then she comes on monday and then i'm like well i guess this is it so now it's like other people are invited like if you want to stop by come on by you know it's kind of funny because now it's like my niece has been spending time here and she's 15. So, but like she's in the thick of it too in the morning. Like it's, it's, it's getting wild. Like sometimes it, I'll have my husband's nephew here. Like it's just funny to watch them all like interact with each other. So the 15 the year old is into it, not, not huddled away in a corner someplace trying to stay away from those little humans. Oh no, she's uh usually you could find her over by the sensory bin. <laughs> she's not painting something at the table. She's over oh, in cool. the Yeah, we Yeah, we, we well at that, at that age it could go either way. I I have yet to have an older kid in the house that has not gone directly for the sensory bins. 
that's that's kind of cool. Um, I, I I think it's kind of uh, oh, and and if it was there and the little kids around, I don't know if they would, but it kind of gives them permission to since the little kids are there. That is it, one of those kind of things, or would they um, would they be elbow deep in it if even if the little ones weren't around? No, a lot of times they're elbow deep in it anyway. Um, and a lot of times, like when the littles are here, I notice that the older kids will wait. They're just waiting until the littles are done with it, you know, and because the littles like they'll be like, OK, I'm going outside. You know, somebody's headed to the rope swing. Somebody's looking to make a potion. Somebody's looking to, you know, paint something or mold something or. Or they're in the loose parts cart, so they just kind of wait because they don't I think they don't want to take up their time. Mm-hmm. But I've even had like like friends of the kids since we've had it come in and they, their first question is, what is this? Oh well, it's it's like what is it's for? And my kids are like, it's a play in. Hello, like, and they're like, oh, and then immediately they're like, they're pulling over little stools. They're uh huh. They're just there forever. Yeah, I've 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 seen versions of this. Um, there there was a time just for fun at uh, usually at some place I was speaking or something, but we do we do these play events. We called them, and and I show up with a trailer full of loose parts and wading pools pools full of sensory materials and that kind of stuff and and it was advertised for for parents and and preschoolers most often but there'd always be the school age or even high schoolers that would show up the whole family would show up and uh i saw that same thing with uh with 8 10 12 14 17 year olds um kind of tentative at first but then then elbow deep and and having fun and playing with all that with all that stuff we we do It'd be like oh, three yeah. or four hundred kids in a in like a school gymnasium just that's cool. just destroying it. It was desi- It was it oh. was delightful. Yeah. So moms are always in it too. Like if it changes, like if it's something they haven't seen before, like we did Mundo this week, which is like the flower and the oil. Uh huh. And that was and the moms always have to go over and just play with it for a little bit. Sure. <laughs> they want, it's like see, it's for everybody. So so here's one to try out. Try out. Try out. Um, uh, cornstarch. And baby oil. Is that like Mundo? Um, well, I mean, you can mess it. You can mix it up really slimy or really thick, but uh, it's uh, it's apparently really good for the for the skin. That 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 mineral oil gets up in there, and uh, it's got a great texture to it. And uh, does it have? To, I was yeah. gonna say, does it have to be baby oil? Well, mineral mineral oil. Yeah. I can't use like vegetable oil. You can, but then it goes rancid. If you use the mineral oil, um, then you oh, can you can save it for for long times. And the, the the oil is the oil. Why? What do you got against baby oil? I have littles that put stuff in their mouth still. Well, they put, what's wrong if they put baby oil in their mouth? Baby oil is mineral oil with scent in it. They're gonna they're gonna poop. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna poop, and it's not gonna smell bad. It's gonna smell scented. I don't even. I won't use fragrances in my house. <laughs> Well, then use mineral oil instead of baby oil. I guess. It's the same thing minus the scent. Uh, this is making riveting pod. This has been the Child Care Bar Girl podcast. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Got to go make my cornstarch concoction. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's uh, like going to the spa. I have to try that one. I might have. Well, I don't know. We only got to make the moon dough because he was gone because he hates it. He absolutely, positively hates it. He's like, because... it gets everywhere. He's like, it's such a mess. It's like just everywhere. I was like, see, you vacuum it up. It's fine. 
It's not like slime that you gotta like scrape it off of stuff or yeah. it leaves a mark. He's vet. I don't know. He's got beef. So we just waited till he left and then we made it. Well, I hope you got it all cleaned up before you got back. Nope, forgot to. <laughs> This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.